0: There is a second part to this beatitude about persecution. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. One of the things hardest to endure is people speaking about you falsely and not defending yourself. Not speaking about you with reason, but falsely. Speaking behind your back or even to your face, criticising you in public, holding you up as an example of what not to be. You are being falsely accused, insulted. Your good is being evil spoken of. Time to rejoice. Again, we have to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do in this situation? It's a wonderful opportunity to turn the other cheek and respond in the opposite spirit, start qualifying for the reward. Many of us like to wear the slogan, what would Jesus do, around our wrists, not unlike the phylacteries the Jews wore to remind themselves of God's commands. Unfortunately, like those Jews, it doesn't get any further because they don't actually ask him what he would do or say in any given circumstance, is just another Christian fad. I've seen plenty of those come and go over the years. Now, this has to come flesh on us, not just outwardly but inwardly. Our hearts need to change and come to the place where there is no desire to retaliate or pay back like for like. I know something about you too, pal. It has to become a way of life, not reviling when you're reviled. It's called Death on the Installment Plan. Paul knew about it. He said, I die daily, 1 Corinthians 15, 31. You'll get plenty of practice in dying to yourself if you really seek to walk godly in Christ Jesus. But it's a joy. It's what the Christian walk is about, learning to be like him, being conformed to his image, following God's plan for your life. You'll be given plenty of opportunities to keep your mouth shut. And your heart open, some of us don't say much, and perhaps pride ourselves in our lack of speech, but that doesn't mean nothing is going on in the inside. I would hazard a guess that some of the most bitter and mean-spirited people are those who keep pursed lips and silence romans three thirteen here in Romans, it's talking of the unbeliever; it talks of the poison of asps under the tongue. And the believer who's still walking after the flesh is in exactly the same position. Out of the abundance of their heart comes the bitterness, the angst and the gall. Step on them and you'll very quickly find what's lurking in their heart. I remember saying at the start of this series I'd show you the way out of bondage, bondage to the flesh life. I also said I didn't think many of you would actually choose to take it. We've just looked at a couple of exits that could cause major problems in the Defend, Justify and Excuse departments. How's it working out for you?